Finding a service solution that helps you keep customers happy can feel impossible. Just like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at a networking event. HubSpot's all-new Service Hub can help, with the service solution part at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, with an AI-powered help desk and chatbot to handle your frontline tickets, so you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Howdy, folks. It is Tuesday, October 25th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Rob Litterst, and you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about TSMC, one of the most important companies in the world. Chips in the device you're using to listen to this podcast most likely came from one of TSMC's factories in Taiwan, as do most of the chips in cars, military equipment, and so much more. The global economy has developed around TSMC, and we're going to discuss why that's become such a huge problem today and what's being done to fix it. But before we get into all that, Let's take a quick look at what else is going on in business and tech world. Let's get crack a leg. All right, first things first, Beyond Meat launched its steak product in 5,000 stores yesterday. Beyond Stock, though, is down more than 80% this year, and it has plans to cut 20% of its staff. So I'm not sure if steak will save it from this glut. All right, moving along. Apple raised the monthly prices for Apple Music and Apple TV Plus by around $1 to $2, citing higher licensing costs and a growing catalog of video content. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I think this is pretty interesting on a few levels. So they raised Apple Music by $1 per month, which makes it a dollar more expensive than Spotify's standard plan. I mean, those prices have been pretty fixed for a long time at that $9.99 mark. Mm-hmm. They raised the prices of Apple TV Plus by $2 a month, which I think is warranted. I mean, we're far enough along with Apple TV Plus to know that they're making solid content. They've already shown that they can make hits with Ted Lasso and Severance, which I've been hearing really good things about. Why I think this is so interesting is Disney Plus has a bundle as well. And they've been pursuing the strategy where they increase the prices of their individual subscriptions, but they keep their bundled price relatively stable, which makes it a better deal. Mm. And if you look at like how those prices have fluctuated over the last year and a half, the Disney Plus bundle has gotten to be way, way better of a deal over time. And I think is really responsible for how Disney Plus has gotten so many subscriptions recently. It's interesting to see Apple go in a different direction there, but to each their own. The argument that Apple spokespeople were sending around yesterday was, listen, in the last couple of years, the values of each of these platforms have gone up. The features on Apple Music have improved. And like you were describing, the catalog or their video content has gone up. Disney Plus's bundle is three streaming platforms right. that you can kind of think about all going together. Apple One includes storage, I think Apple Fitness, yeah. video games. I doubt they drive as much revenue through their bundle as Disney is. For sure. All right, moving along. Brad Gerstner, whose Altimeter Capital holds over 2 million shares of Meta stock, wrote an open letter to Mark Zuckerberg outlining ways to cut costs and refocus the company. He basically was saying, listen, Mark, 
in the last 18 months, your stock is down 55%. You need to refocus. And here's a three-part plan to do it. And those three parts were first reducing headcount expenses by at least 20%. He said the number of meta employees is up over three times in just the last four years to 85,000 people. The second part was to reduce annual CapEx by at least $5 billion. And then the last part was to limit the investment Meta is making in the metaverse to no more than $5 billion per year. So this was an interesting open letter that came out yesterday. I thought this was really interesting. One of the craziest things that I saw in there is you can take out their metaverse investment. And this year, their CapEx has been more than Apple, Tesla, Twitter, Snap, and Uber combined. Wow. So Meta is just spending a crazy amount of money, but I don't see Zuck backing away from the metaverse investments. I don't either. I think he's too far deep to uh, back out at this point. Way too far gone. (laughs) And lastly, Red Bull's owner and co-founder has died at the age of 79. Interesting fact, he began selling the energy drink in Austria back in 1987. I did not know that. All right, JC. So there is a bit of a semiconductor chip crisis going on in Taiwan, and you dug into it. What's going on there? Yeah, and it's really not just Taiwan. It's the whole world. So everyone's heard of the phrase, don't put all your eggs in one basket, right? Oh, yeah. Right. Well, replace eggs with semiconductors, and that's really the issue here. And it's an issue that the entire global economy is facing and has to now deal with. Increasingly, these chips are in pretty much everything that we use on a daily basis, right? Like our cars, phones. Everything. And at the middle of it is this company, TSMC, the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. It's a $300 billion company. And like you said, it's in everything. They build chips for most of the world's tech across iPhones, military equipment, cars, you name it. There's a good chance if it has a chip, it went through TSMC. And the problem with TSMC is that it's in Taiwan. TSMC accounts for 92% of global advanced semiconductor production capacity. Apple's actually its biggest customer, accounting for about a quarter of the company's revenue, or $17 billion this year Apple spends. 60% of the chips in cars are made by TSMC. So they make a lot of chips that companies and governments need. And here's the thing. China is threatening military action, as many people likely know, to gain control over Taiwan who does not want to be controlled by China. Now, Taiwan believes that its chip supremacy is basically a shield against China, what it calls a silicon shield. If China were to attack it, then the U.S. would almost have to protect Taiwan to protect its interests in Taiwan's semiconductor manufacturing business. Problem is, China is just increasingly threatening military action. It's looking more and more likely that they might make some kind of move to gain control over Taiwan. And so now the U.S. is hedging its bets because it feels like it has to. So it's committing to protect Taiwan while also pushing both TSMC and U.S. companies to start manufacturing chips in the U.S. It's not an exaggeration to say TSMC is probably one of, if not the most important companies in the world for our day-to-day lives. I think the thing that's crazy here, and when you look into semiconductors, 
there's such a crazy barrier to entry to get into this market. And that's how TSMC has really kind of ramped up and gained so much market share. Right. I think Intel earlier this year announced that they're going to build two fabrication plants for chips. And to do so, the upfront investment is $20 billion. It's an insanely expensive market to enter. You're exactly right. And you make a great point. In the middle of all this is this 91-year-old guy, Morris Chang, who founded TSMC. He's known as the godfather of the chip industry. He was actually born in China, schooled at MIT, and he founded TSMC in 1987 after being recruited by Taiwan for his expertise. And he told Nancy Pelosi during her visit to Taiwan in August that trying to make chips in the U.S. is never going to work out well because of the expertise it takes and the talent and the money and investment like you said, Intel's building $20 billion factories in Ohio. Other companies like Micron, for instance, said it'll spend $100 billion on one fabrication center in New York. And actually, even the Trump administration managed to sway TSMC into building a $12 billion fabrication center, FAB as they call it, in Arizona. You might be wondering, like, what else is being done to address this? In July, Congress passed the CHIPS Act, which included $53 billion to put towards all this U.S. manufacturing and incentives for CHIPS. Interestingly, the U.S. also recently blocked the sale of advanced semiconductors and equipment to Chinese firms and restricted U.S. companies and citizens from aiding Chinese chip development. So there are a lot of major companies right now who are kind of at a standstill while they figure this out because these companies across the globe are so interconnected and intertwined that when the United States implements a block like that, people have to just reorient their entire businesses in some instances. You know, I was reading an interesting report from the Semiconductor Industry Association, and they pegged the total cost for major global regions who want to completely reshore semiconductor production to be up to $1.2 trillion. Oh my but yeah, long story short, the world over decades put all of its semiconductor eggs in one basket, Taiwan and TSMC. And now with the clock ticking on the China-Taiwan issue, we as in the global economy is kind of scrambling for a solution. And bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. Have a terrific Tuesday, and we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>